Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. I am your host, Jess Palmer, and in today's episode, we have the lovely Rue from Rue Gets Lifted on Instagram. She is such a lovely, inspiring, and wholesome individual, and this interview really will feel like it's supportive and nurturing and loving because it is we talk about self-compassion a lot we talk about dealing with chronic illnesses and mental health and the fatigue that comes with that and the guilt of not doing enough um, and really finding the peace and presence and where we are at with our mental illnesses and chronic illnesses and what have you So this episode's really special. It's really near and dear to my heart as we talk about the importance of self-care and how compassion really is the root of all of it. So I invite you into this sacred space with Rue and I. And if you'd like to check out Rue, you can check her out on Instagram at RueGetsLifted or at RueGetsLifted.com. And she also has an online store marketplace where she has local and really curated goods for self-care and home care. And you can find that at rainbowrivermarket.com. And she was so lovely enough to give us and you guys, the listeners, a discount code. Use code NOTALONE10 for 10% off your order at rainbowrivermarket.com. And before we get into today's episode... I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for all the support and love that I receive every single day, whether it's on the podcast, on my Instagram at Half Moon Healings and the community there, or just when I'm running into you guys on the interwebs, you know, there's so much love and support and I want you to know that I love you and support you so much. And that is why I have opened my books for one-on-one coaching. It's really exciting stuff here, guys. I really work hard with my clients to help them unearth their self-care and really take a hard look at what's working and what's not. And each month we break down a different level of healing, a different subtle body, a different type of self-care. We go through the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and it truly is a journey of transformation as I teach my clients how self-care really is the gateway to transformation. And not only transforming the relationship you have with yourself, but in doing that, you transform the world outside of you. So I'm really excited to have this offering and I'm only taking on a limited amount of clients at this time. So if this is something that interests you, if you think a four-month container working with a guide such as myself would be beneficial to you, I'm here to hold that space. And what's even more special about my one-on-one four-month coaching clients is that they get a private Reiki One class with me before we even start all the deeper work because Reiki for me has helped me on my journey of coming home and self-discovery and transformation because it's such a vital self-care tool that targets the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual body. And that's why I have my clients become attuned to Reiki 1 and I take them through the first Reiki 1 class privately to really equip them for the four months ahead in which we will be working together. So if this is something that interests you, I offer free support calls. You can go to calendly.com forward slash half moon healings and you'll find the support call uh, option there. You can go to my Instagram as well at Half Moon Healings and to my links there you can find a button to go to my support call Calendly 
And finally, if you go to halfmoon-healings.com and you go over to work with me, there's a link to my Calendly there as well. And these calls are free. We just kind of go over the program, my offerings, and I also offer some tidbits for you on how you can better meet your self-care with more commitment, more compassion, and more awareness and acceptance. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. And thank you all so much for tuning in. And I really hope this finds you well when you're listening. Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the You Are Not Alone podcast. I am your host, Jess Palmer, and in this podcast space, we like to create conscious community through conscious connection and conscious conversations, and I'm really stoked to have such an inspiring individual here with us today on the show. We have Rue from Rue Gets Lifted on Instagram, where you can find her, and Rue lives in the mountains of Western Maine with her pup, cats, and partner. She enjoys all things natural living, and sustainability. You can find her outside paddling on the river, exploring the trails, or getting her hands dirty in the garden. She enjoys baking and cooking and finds both food and nature to be very healing. Outside of food and nature, Rue cares deeply about mental wellness and personal growth. She strives to live her most joy-filled, authentic life and hopes to inspire others to do the same. You can find Rue on Instagram at Rue Gets Lifted, like I said, and you can shop self-care and home goods, home good items curated by Rue at RainbowRiverMarket.com or at RainbowRiverMarket on Instagram. And she was so kind to give you guys, like the listeners, 10% off using code NOTALONE10. So thank you, Rue, so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So I really am in awe of your Instagram and your community that you've built there and how transparent you are with your journey with endometriosis and your chronic illnesses and just showing up your authentic self and really removing the stigma around what what it means to live a life where you have to kind of show up every day ready to take on what it is you're dealing with, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, spiritual. So for those who don't know us or don't know you and don't know your journey, would you mind kind of explaining what that's been like, how you've gotten here to where you are today with your mental health and wellness? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I grew up in um, Maine, not too far from where I actually live now. And I mean, really, as long as I can remember, I have been chronically ill. So chronic illness was a part of my life super early on, Um, had heart conditions, got Lyme disease for a really long time, and, you know, just was in and out of doctor's offices a lot. And as a result, (laughs) my mental health issues kind of started really early on as well. I remember having, you know, just a lot of anxiety about missing so many school days, different things like that. Um, And then, you know, in my family as well, we have a history of just mental health conditions. So it's nothing that was really like out of the norm for us at all, or kind of out of the norm for me to see, which I think has, you know, somewhat just given me a different perspective of these things, um, both chronic illness and mental health, because if you have family members going through, it takes some of the stigma away, you know. Um, So, you know, just 
navigating life and, and figuring all of this out. Um, I was really blessed to just have family that was really supportive and, you know, pushed getting treatment and being seen for things. Um, so it's helped me understand, you yeah. know, mental health a lot more and, and chronic illness a lot more and how to deal with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, been quite the journey I'd say really only over the past few years I mean since starting my Instagram and you know really kind of being more open about that I've learned so much more and I've grown so much more just through having that platform and you know being able to share those experiences absolutely absolutely what is maybe one thing that has stood out to you the most that you've learned since kind of beginning your community and sharing your story I think it's just awareness, mm. honestly. Um, I don't know. It's it's harder to explain, but when you are trying to write down all of these things going through your head and, you know, just trying to understand it more, trying to be able to convey those emotions and those feelings to other people you start to really like reevaluate everything as well you become a lot more connected with yourself and then you realize you know there's such a huge community too out there that is dealing with all of this as well because sometimes you could be posting thinking that you're like posting into this void or this vacuum and you aren't going to get a response and then you know you get responses from people that are saying oh wow like I struggle with this too or thank you for posting this like you know I've dealt with the same thing and it really just takes that space of you know being alone out there and realizing if I am transparent and share myself with people they share their trans self with right. me that's what I love about your community too and I get that sense is you've created a community that's close-knit in the sense that you've built it on a foundation of trust by sharing your story and by you know connecting with others who might be struggling so in sharing your story how has like your healing journey shifted like from maybe beginning when you first started to where you are now with the following that you have like how has that, I guess if that question makes sense, how has your journey on social media sort of changed? Like what did it initially start at and where is it at now? Yeah, I think, I mean, it has changed a great deal because I feel like, you know, when I started my Instagram, I didn't expect to get really any yeah, of right. any sort. And I was just essentially like posting pictures for me, posting thoughts for me. Um, and just through growing that, it in a way has given me, you know, a sense of purpose because it's just made me realize that, you know, I I do have the ability to help others um, if I show up and, you know, put myself out there and and talk it through. Um, And I think that's, that's really important. It's not something that I would have noticed before at all. You know, I think that a lot of us have you know these these gifts or that underlying purpose and we just haven't found it because we haven't put ourselves in those you know situations to find it right. so um, definitely changed from something that was very superficial to now kind of being like actively like how am I showing up in this space right. and what am I putting out there yes and so that brings me to a question that sort of has come to mind Do you feel that you hold yourself more accountable for like your self-care and your wellness because you have this community and platform? 
Yeah, I would definitely say so, um, which is yeah. huge. I think a lot of us need that accountability. And I definitely think about that. And, you know, if I am feeling overwhelmed in any sort of way, like that's not how I want to show up in my personal relationships. That's not how I want to show up, you know, online either. So it gives me that pause to reevaluate and essentially be like, you know, what do I need to do right now? And sometimes the pause might come later because that's, you know, dealing with mental yes. illness. It might take you a while to realize, yes. uh, but you realize it eventually and you say, you know, with this accountability, I realize that I need to go give myself space or I need to take care of myself and, you know, remind others to take care of themselves as well. Yeah. So what does taking care of yourself and your self-care look like and how does that play into like your mental health and your wellness journey? Yeah. So a lot of self-care to me is taking that time to actually be still. Um, I'm a super big fan of Brene Brown mm. and I was listening to Rising Strong a few months ago, um, and she mentioned being, I think it's an overachiever, you know, underachiever, something like that, and how that plays out with, you know, anxiety and mm -hmm. mental health. And as I was listening, it was just like every single box ticked for the overachiever part of being like a busy bee, constantly like just like stressing yourself out in your own head and creating all of this stuff to fill your time. Um, and, you know, so for me, a lot of that is just like pausing, taking a minute to, you know, be still with myself and realize that not everything has to get done in one day yes. or it's actually productive to rest sometimes. Rest is really hard for me in general, just because being chronically ill, um, you know, I, you start to kind of push away those things that yes. you need because you're like, man, I just want to be normal for a minute. I just want to not feel that fatigue for yes. a minute. And so you just try to like power through and say, you know, I'm not sick. I'm fine. And that doesn't help anyone. No. doesn't help your body. doesn't help your mental health. Um, so, you know, lots of meditation and just like thinking to myself, mornings pretty much every morning are spent you know for an hour or so just journaling and sitting with myself and you know thinking about what I you know might have to do for the day just like brain dumping um, or you know just thinking about a particular topic or how I'm feeling for the day something like that um, I also do like check-ins over the workday with myself doing essentially the yes. same thing of like you know what's a negative thing that happened recently um how can I pull a positive out of that you know if I'm doing something that I don't necessarily want to do you know what is the purpose behind this and why am I doing it so I can you know either get through it or take it off my plate um so lots of things like that are self-care. I think when we think of self-care a lot, we think of, you know, the physical forms of self-care. Yes. And you know, that's kind of what I offer in the shop, um, which is great. Yeah. And that's a super nice add-on. But self-care to me is so much deeper than that. It's truly yes. just like being with yourself and asking yourself what you yes. need. I'm so glad that you said that because that's something that I work a lot like in with clients and just in the sphere of educating those in my community that self-care is, it, unfortunately, self-care and self-love are framed in this very surface level idea. And 
today I went and looked at the self-care tag just on Instagram to see what was up. And all that was there was very surface level things. And I'm just like, Mm -hmm. come on guys, like self-care is the gateway to transforming the relationship with yourself and the relationship and like with life and everything outside of you. So I'm really glad that you said that because I think self-care and self-love and that realm of things can get very misconstrued. What do you think about that? Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, something that I'm pretty adamant about is like paying your bills on time is self-care. Like things like that. The things that like really challenge you. I mean, for me particularly, like I I do have anxiety. um, I have depression. And so, you know, taking care of myself is so much more than just, you know, taking a bath. It is actively being like, I have to push myself to get through these things, or I have to push myself to actually rest and take care of myself. Um, You know, it's something as little as, you know, making sure that you got the laundry done, things like that. Um, It's, it's truly, I feel like self-care is just an ongoing thing throughout the day. Yes, absolutely. Um, It's like a daily embodiment self-care. Yeah, exactly. So in if you could go back in time through during like a really rough period of your anxiety or depression, like what type of advice would you give yourself during that time? Don't wait to be seen just because you think that nothing's mm-hmm. wrong. <laughs> um, that is something that I did personally. I was going through a lot of hormonal changes. I had been put onto a chemo drug, which threw me into menopause. Um, Yeah, for my endometriosis. And this was on top of already being in a very uh, mentally abusive relationship. It was very, very unhealthy. I was super isolated. And I just stopped being able to get out of bed. And it's like, I could tell that, you know, things were wrong and I knew I needed to be seen before that, but I just kept convincing myself that it was fine. And, you know, I could get through it. I could power through it. Um, Because that's how, you know, I had generally treated my depression in the past, which for the most part, I was able to manage it, you know, by myself with friends, reading books, just like getting to know myself. Um, and I think to a degree you can handle Definitely. that, but I was absolutely apprehensive and just terrified to go get yeah. treatment. And it was the best thing that I ever did, you know, like it completely, I think that that's really what started like my true healing journey there was actually going to seek help and, and seek out a therapist and just talk about things. I think it really puts it like, it makes it really real too. And I think sometimes that's why people have hesitation to want to go to therapy or seek help is that it makes that so real in our reality that something is kind of aloof. Something's not really in alignment here. And I think too, sometimes we're afraid to do that work because it's scary. It's scary to look at your anxiety, depression, whatever you're struggling with and having to look at it in the face and be like, all right, let's do this. You know, I think it takes a lot of courage to face what's going on and kind of what pedaling back to what you were saying before about having a chronic illness and dealing with fatigue and wanting to show up like let's say quote unquote everybody else so as a content creator as someone who you know has a business how do you manage your waves of let's say anxiety and depression and finding that inspiration to show up for your work and for yourself what does that look like 
Yeah, I mean, it can be really incredibly difficult to balance at times. Um, I found that just being aware of these things, I mean, especially like in a creative role, um, this is something that I've grappled with for a really long time because sometimes you are just so exhausted that nothing is going in your brain, you know, and you just sit there and you're so frustrated that you can't think of that good idea or you can't get that right shot, you know, and it just, it eats at you until you're like, what am I doing? If I just took the second to give myself a little bit of space right now and realize that it's okay, like, this idea would come to me, but because I've been trying to force it for this past month, yeah. you know, that one day off could have just saved me so much time. That's so true. And yeah, it's, I, it's just amazing. So just again, recognizing those points of like, I need to take a step back and actually like sit down or, you know, just saying, maybe I'm going to be working on something, but it's not the thing that I thought I was going to be doing. Maybe I'm going to be doing bookkeeping this week, or maybe I'm just going to be listing down ideas that come into my brain and then just leaving them and not thinking about them for a while. Um, So really knowing like when to stop and kind of almost when to just quit for a minute, you know, Um, I think that that's huge in in being able to balance it all. So really meeting yourself where you're at with your creative process is important to you mm-hmm. yeah definitely mm-hmm. it definitely is yeah that makes sense because I I too you know having having my own mental health struggles it's it's something personally that I've found resistance in is all right so showing up consistent consistently and I say that with quotations because it's like what does that look like right like we see societies like consistency is is excelling and posting every single day and doing x y and z when when that looks different for everybody especially when you deal with chronic illnesses especially the fatigue that comes from chronic illness that's a very real thing and I posted about that on my story today I'm like fatigue's a real thing and it's perfectly okay to take care of yourself and I think as an entrepreneur our self-care really needs to be made a priority because that's that's going to be the foundation of a successful endeavor. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely agree. Yeah. The minute my self-care starts to slip up, it's like I am just a wreck. If I'm not thinking of myself and not taking myself into consideration, I, yeah, I just can't function. I become so anxious. I become, you know, just like a a general mess with it. Um, So it's super important and being able to just like, you know, reconnect with your values and your why is it's so huge. And that's what I find in those pauses is I'm constantly being like, why am I doing this again? You know, like, why am I just like driving myself to this Mm. point? Like, I, it's super important. How? What are some ways that you find inspiration? I was actually talking about this with my therapist earlier today saying how, you know, when I'm depressed, like I just want to feel inspired. And like, that's the complete opposite of depression, but it is possible. So how are some ways maybe you hold space for yourself when you're in those waves and maybe find those little blurbs of inspiration? Yeah. Oftentimes, um, I go back to something that I know and love. Mm. (laughs) I find that that actually really kind of helps me because it just gets my brain going to see more of those things, if that makes sense. Um, you know, I feel like when you're in that point where, 
you want to see that or want to get that inspiration and it's not coming, it's just, you can kind of get in that feedback loop of negativity of, you know, nothing around you is good um, until you kind of break that. And, you know, for me, a lot of the time it's like, go outside on a walk and just like see your surroundings around you or, you know, go read a book or watch a movie that, you know, you like, because it's just, it's comforting and it's enjoyable. And it reminds you that, you know, not everything is bad and it's going to be okay. Um, You know, you just got to get through the next few moments, but those are, it, it's huge. And then, you know, really a lot of nature for me is it's so inspiring and so calming and just really like centers me as soon as I'm out there. If I, if I give myself the time to get out there and say, you know, like, Hey, you're feeling really bad. Maybe just go on a walk. It's like your body just melts instantly. And I mean, I'm sure that could be different for everyone. Not everybody's about nature, but maybe your walk in the woods is going out for coffee or going to a bookstore or something like that, you know? Um, So going to those spaces where you would normally find inspiration and also just letting go of all of the noise. That's huge. If I can't find that inspiration chances are I've been on Instagram too much. Oh yeah. I feel that. (laughs) It's just too much input. Too Too much much stimulation sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that. And I think too, uh, finding things that you find comfort in, uh, I think, uh, I I feel like I want to say like 3 million different things in response to this. So I'm trying to think of like narrowing it down, but what's coming to mind is that we are always on like go, go, go mode, especially as people who maybe are perfectionists or like you said, like overachievers, like we're always working towards something, which is great, but then that can lead to burnout. So I think when we try to pedal back and we try to find comfort in whatever resonates, we can feel guilty about doing that. And again, going back to what you're saying about if you have a chronic illness and you're dealing with fatigue and having guilt about that, I just feel that there's a lot of guilt surrounding taking time for yourself and taking breaks and slowing down. And what do you think about that? Oh, I feel that so much. (laughs) My partner can tell you, I like lose it when he tries to do anything around the house because I'm like, no, I have to do it. And, you know, part of that is honestly like my upbringing. My dad is an amputee. So I'm just very used to being like, if something needs to be done, like I need to go do it right now. I need to help Mm -hmm. out. Um, But you know, part of that is just that guilt, that feeling of like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing enough. And, you know, realizing that you are enough, just like sitting there, you are enough and worthy of that time in that space. It's so hard to accept that. And it's so against what society and environmental factors like to teach us. And I feel too sometimes, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but when I look at the things that I've struggled with, my mental illnesses, I do believe that I was placed on this earth to have these things to share and to spread awareness. And so what do you feel about like your chronic illnesses? Do you feel that they came, they were a part of your purpose, let's say here for a reason? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, again, I think that's something that I realized when I, you know, really started to kind of grow my Instagram and start getting more messages from people was, 
I have an ability to, you know, relay it back to people and write the things that they're maybe thinking or, you know, just be transparent enough to share that. Mm. Um, I don't necessarily look at it as, you know, the worst thing that's ever happened to me because like I'm, I'm getting through life, yeah. you know, like I'm going to be fine. Um, and I do think that these experiences just, they shape us to be, you know, different people and that could go it could go two ways honestly I mean there's people who you know in my dad's position for example would have just given up and then there's people like him who just went out and hit life hard and was like no limits you know and I mean he goes and helps out um like new amputees now he'll go and just like kind of talk to them about the process and you know everything going on there so I think when we have to you know, handle these things, I do think that we can spin it in a way that, you know, it is for a reason and we were able to provide value and, you know, help others through it as well. It's like a level that you reach of self-acceptance. And I feel that when you reach a level or that level of self-acceptance that comes from, you know, cultivating self-awareness, cultivating self-compassion. And I think that all kind of ties into what I like to call coming home to ourselves and really embodying who we are without, the guilt without the shame and so what does coming home to you look like it is a hard question <laughs> yes <laughs> that's why I like to ask it. <laughs> uh, yeah I mean it's really just again meeting myself where I'm at and fully accepting myself Um, which is very, it's very hard to do, honestly, a lot of the time it's, you know, harder than others. Um, but being able to have those moments of like, I love myself no matter what, or like, I love myself in this moment. Like I take a lot of pictures of my endometriosis. I love them. (laughs) I have posted them on Instagram because for so long I felt so ashamed by it. I felt awful about it. I mean, you know, as a kid, like it, it straight up, I would not eat. I thought that something was wrong Mm. with me. I thought that, you know, like I, I shouldn't eat because this happened to my stomach and I didn't look like other girls in my class. And now, you know, like for example, coming home to myself in that moment would be like, I love myself in this body. Like I look cute with this. It's going to go away. It doesn't matter. You know, like it's totally fine. And just having those moments of fully being, you know, okay with yourself and, you know, aware of where you're at and not saying like, this is awful or I need to change this. Yeah. That's, it's empowering, I think, to really look at yourself through the lens of love and acceptance unconditionally, especially dealing with physical symptoms like that, that you can't ignore, you know, like you're looking down and you're seeing your blow and you're feeling this uncomfortable separation from yourself, but to reconnect that link and to see yourself again through the lens of love, I think is really powerful. And so on this journey of coming home, what's the self-care act or tool book practice that has helped you find this acceptance and compassion? Definitely journaling. Um, That has been like my journal. I can fill up journals so quick because I have a lot to write about. Let me tell you. I mean, every day. Um, It's really just been an incredible tool to understand myself and connect with myself. I mean, 
I think a lot of the time too, you know, with mental illness and, and chronic illness, again, we just try to push away these parts of ourselves. We try to say like, I'm not upset. I'm not this or that. And then we just bury it instead of being like, I feel this way right yeah. now. You know, like I feel this way and it's okay. And, you know, here's maybe some reasons why I won't feel this way in the future. Here's some proof that I won't feel this mm. way in the future. Um, so journals and journal prompts in general, like have been huge for me. And I never, I was so apprehensive to journal in high school and like early college. I was not about it. I didn't think it helped at all. Um, and I think it was because partially I was afraid to confront myself yes, in those spaces, right. you yes. know? Um, and after doing it for so long now, I just welcome that confrontation. I'm like, wow, I feel really bad right now. I should probably crack open the journal and yeah. just like write down everything, have a good cry and get it out of my system. Like it feels so much better to just lift that weight off your chest. It's so crazy too, because I'm sure you can reflect, like you just said, on a time where you wouldn't even think about sitting with yourself because we're not taught to. We're not taught to sit with ourselves, to hold space for our feelings, to look at our shadow and be like, this is what's going on. And when you were saying earlier about brain dumping, you're a Libra, right? You're a Libra son. Yeah. yeah. So Libras really need to brain dump. And I definitely <laughs> resonate, not that I'm a Libra, but as someone who tends to live in their head quite a bit and have that chatty internal dialogue, I think brain dumping, especially in the morning is really profound. So do you do like morning pages or does that look different for you every morning when you do it? It definitely looks different for me every morning when I do it. I have, um, I have two journals. Okay. So I have like a set like check-in system and that is something where I will just go through. And like I was saying earlier, you know, like if I, I try to pull out if there was like a negative event that happened recently, like how do I get a positive out of mm. that? I'll write down an affirmation that I might be needing. And a lot of the time it's kind of looking like, what do I feel really negatively about? Okay, like let's flip that. And then every time I think about that negative thought, let's remember that affirmation mm. and just kick that in. Um, affirmations have been huge. That's also a massive self-help tool for me. Um, Cause I look at it as just, rewiring your yes. brain it's essentially hitting the bell over and over yes, to I say like no no we're gonna change that thought um and then um i'll like list my gratitude in that as well and then for my other journal it's you know straight up just pages and pages of writing mm. um so one's kind of more like bullet style and then the other one is just like let's get into a prompt or let's get into how i'm feeling I right like now the I like the two separate. You're a Virgo rising too, if I'm if I'm correct. I remember I asked yeah. you, and so let's see if I can remember your moon sign. I know it's a fire sign. Is it a is it Leo? Am I right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. really good yeah. at remembering people's threes, and it's funny because <laughs> that's such a Virgo thing for you to have two different notebooks. <laughs> I, I love that. Like <laughs> I look at Virgo memes, and I'm like, like oh, that's wow, me. Yeah, this is me. I love to compartmentalize, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's true. It helps you kind of, like you said, compartmentalize, really absorb what you're putting to paper, and. I think people get really kind of woo-woo about affirmations because, you know, it's spoken in the law of attraction and the secret, but really I like that you said it's about rewiring your brain. And I think people tend to forget too that, you know, just because you're starting to 
work with affirmations doesn't mean your negative thought patterns and self-limiting beliefs just like go away. And I know people sometimes can beat themselves up for not having positive thoughts all the time. So what was your experience with that initially working with affirmations? Did you kind of struggle with that? Were you really hard on yourself for having negative thoughts? Yeah, definitely. I think that this is honestly something I think about so much because you see it so often now, um, you know, that like toxic positivity. And I do, I fully agree. It's just, it's too much. Nobody's positive 24 seven and that's absolutely okay. We have ups and downs and, you know, all in-betweens and that's part of being human. Definitely. Um, And a lot of that you know, like that industry or that kind of like life coach manifestation, you know, era. Firstly, I feel like they don't speak a lot of the time in the way that like typical people would speak, you know, like we, we don't have to talk in code to talk about these things. And then there's also just, yeah, that push of like, you can't have those negative thoughts. Um, I remember somebody recommended like Abraham Hicks to me, which I don't know if you've ever listened. I, I, I'll be honest. I have a lot of resistance with Abraham Hicks and it's just something that's never resonated with me. I'm like, you are way too aggressive to be like the spiritual channel for my liking personally, but that's my personal experience. No, it's a lot. It's very intense. intense. And um, I think that's where like a lot of people kind of learned their like affirmation. I did. Yeah. And I thought it was intense. I'm like, this is a lot. It's not realistic. Yeah. You're like, man, if I think one negative thought, I'm like really just ruining my entire life. Yeah, I fucked it all up. Oh, that's not how it is. Yeah. That's so much pressure to put on yourself. Yeah. When I started like actually getting into these concepts with more, you know, people in almost like a science realm, uh, you know, it, nothing against spirituality too, but it's just, you can explain it so much easier and take everything, you know, into consideration there instead of kind of just making up your own laws it's connecting it back to like this is essentially positive psychology and positive reinforcement so why wouldn't I use an affirmation telling myself that you know like this opposite of a thought or you know even things like when I was trying to move out to Vegas I was scared shitless you know like I was terrified and I just kept telling myself every day, like, I'm going to go do this and it's going to be fine. And I don't, you know, I don't know if I would have made it if I didn't just like keep up with that positive affirmation or just like keep telling myself that it was going to be okay, even though who knows, you know. What are some affirmations maybe you're working with now that you'd like to share? Oh, yeah. Let me crack open my book they honestly change so frequently because I I truly do just kind of tailor them to how I'm feeling in that moment Um, let's see here so a lot of my affirmations lately have been focused on gratitude because I have not um, been great about that practice. I've been very stressed out. So just, you know, one of them is just saying that I'm grateful for the space I'm in and I'm grateful for all of the progress that I've made. Very easy for me to forget about, you know, where I've come from and what I've done. Um, 
and let's see here. Oh, also, I am capable of supporting myself full time Ooh. on income I make for my own. Oh, money. fuck yeah, I like and that one. Yeah, yeah, that's been a huge one lately because I'm really trying to leave my nine to five, and that's also a terrifying thought yeah. for me because my parents have always been like, only way to make money is a nine yeah, to five. You I know? feel you. So, yeah, a lot of it is like reworking old learnings too. Right. Like, you know, I feel like affirmations are really, really great for that, for being like, let's challenge this thought a bit because we know that this isn't quite true. Right. Um, also, I have plenty of time to get everything done. That's a good and one. And I am worthy of boundaries and rest. Those are huge ones that have been repeating themes for the past few months. Those are great. Those are really great affirmations. Yeah. Yeah, just really kind of checking in with myself in the spaces where I'm at. But those, I definitely say the boundaries and rest is one that I use very frequently because, again, I just, I'm not great at reminding myself to do that. You need boundaries and rest. And those, that's the essentials to self care, you know? And I think, again, like we were saying earlier, self care is not just about the surface level, it's about establishing those boundaries. It's about, it's about putting yourself first and knowing that you're worthy of putting yourself first. So I think it's really powerful that, I don't know, you're using these affirmations to rewire your brain. And I know that my listeners are definitely resonating with this. So I appreciate you sharing yeah. that. Yeah, no. And so what advice do you have for those listening as we kind of wrap up here? Again, I would say, you know, if you really feel like you're at a point that you need help, like it's okay to reach out and that might be something like online therapy or it might be going in person. Just give it a try. You know, it's not something that you necessarily have to stick with at all um, and that that's also something that I think is huge for people. Um, you know, in addition, just try to take that space to sit with yourself. I know it's really, really difficult to actually like sit down with yourself and have a moment with only your own right. thoughts. Um, but through, you know, being able to sit with yourself and then, you know, look into those thoughts and just acknowledge them and see yourself where you're at, you're going to feel so much peace and just so much weight come off of you. And lastly, breathe with your belly, please stop breathing only oh, through your yes. diaphragm. Oh my God. Give your chest a rest. Yeah. Give your chest a rest. I love it. Oh, it's so true. I literally taught my partner the other day how to properly belly breathe. And the look on his face was like, wow I've never breathed like that before and I'm like what do you mean like what do you mean yeah yeah no it is shocking the first time I mean I just went to physical therapy this past year and they were literally like can you breathe I was like I thought I am <laughs> you know and it's something that I struggle with incredibly but I know you know especially for a lot of us that have any sort of anxiety if you're just chest breathing all the time you get that chest tightness you start to feel the physical right. symptoms then you start to spiral into the mental symptoms so it's just you know it all connects and your body all connects with that Definitely. and you know you can pick up on it and it just makes a huge difference if you just let yourself fully breathe. 
breath is the medicine. And I really appreciate you sharing all of your tidbits of wisdom here with us today. And thank you so much for being on the show. And I know that in the intro, I kind of went over where people can connect with you, but I'd love for you to kind of reiterate where people can find you. Yeah, absolutely. So I am Rue Gets Lifted on Instagram. You can find me there. And then I am also selling some self-care items and home goods from, you know, curated small businesses and makers at um, rainbowrivermarket.com or at Rainbow River Market on Instagram. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. And thank you to everybody who's been listening and hanging out with us. If you've been looking to join a community of really loving and supportive people, I do have the free You Are Not Alone Facebook community, completely free where we connect and vibe with. So that is available to you guys listening as well. And you can find me at Half Moon Healings on Instagram. And I'm also available for any card readings you're looking to get or any one-on-one support. I'm here to be there for you guys. So thank you so much for tuning in. And I hope you have a great rest of your day, evening, night, whenever you're listening.